floor. And welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Incorporated. Sunday evening services with Pastor Bernard L. Wells. We are now located at 35 South Middletown Road, Nanuet, New York, 10954 on 3rd floor. Wednesday evening Bible study begins at 8.15 p.m. Sunday evening service at 5.15 p.m. Communion every third Sunday following service. You can watch our full Sunday messages on YouTube at PastorBWells.com or listen to our podcast, TabernaclePodcast.org. You can support this ministry through prayer and giving. We would appreciate it very much. Through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash tabernacle inc, cash app pastor B L Wells. You can visit our website at, at the tab at tabernacle of deliverance inc.org. You can leave a prayer request, a testimony, and become a partner. Like I stated before, we would greatly appreciate you becoming a partner. You know, praying for us, um, you know, just supporting the ministry in any way that you can. Amen. We're going to begin with a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for another day, O oh God. We thank you. We ask you to forgive us our sins, cleanse our hearts, O oh God, from all unrighteousness. Anything that we've done, O oh God, today, O oh Lord, we thank you, O oh God, that wasn't right before you. We ask you, O oh God to just forgive us, oh God. We thank you for another day. We thank you, oh God, for another Sunday service, oh God. Although it's just a few, oh God, but we thank you for those in the building. We thank you for those that are on the live stream, oh God. We just give your name the honor, the glory, and the praises. We ask you to strengthen Pastor Wells, oh God, as he delivers your word, oh God, to continue to give them the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to give unto the people that are on the airways and in the building. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We're going to go right into the devotional service. And um, we're going to begin with, I got just what I wanted from the Lord. Sometimes it seems like we want certain things from the Lord, right? And then other times it seems like what we want from the Lord, we don't get it all, we don't always get it right away. Amen? Sometimes it's a process. It's a process that we have to go through. And God, sometimes God wants us to see, he wants to see what we're going to do if we're going to wait on him. Amen? I got just what I wanted. Number 42, I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted from the Lord. I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted from the Lord. You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him in my heart. You can't make me doubt him. I can't live without him. You can't make me doubt him in my heart. I got the love of Jesus. I 
We're going to have a time. Good time, good time. We're going to have a time. Talking about a good time. We're going to have a time. Good time, good time. We're going to have a time. Good time, good time. We're going to have a time. Good time, good time. We're going to have a time. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, oh God. We thank you, we thank you. We thank you for another day that you've given us, oh God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Oh, you're worthy, you're so worthy, oh worthy, oh God. You're worthy to be praised, oh God. You're worthy to be praised. We thank you, we thank you. We thank you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We're gonna now turn the service over into the hands of our pastor, Bernard Wells. Let everyone say amen. I enjoy when I think about it. I devotion time and uh, we will we will enjoy the Lord and what he was doing at the time. Amen. Amen. We will enjoy the Lord and what he was doing in the midst of us. Amen. But I tell you, God hasn't changed man. <laughs> it's holiday time for some reason for some people and they're not coming out to service. Uh, uh, um, the weather's keeping them, our uh, vacation is keeping them, and what are they doing something different today? Amen. Yeah. So what are they doing? They're preoccupied today to the point where they can't get the service no more. But I want to tell you that God is still on his throne, and he's still working miracles in the same way. Bow your head for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in behalf of those with me in order for you. Those that are watching this broadcast are listening to it right now. As you just say, deliver and make free. Break the yokes in their lives and meet the need that they have. In Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bibles real quick. Amen. Get your Bibles tonight. We're talking about Generations Part 2. Generations Part 2. Generation. I was looking at a house that's being built next to me, and a thought came to my mind about that. One generation lives there now, it's going to be three generations living there in a new house, three family house. But what I want you to know today that God is still in a miracle working business, He's still in the saving business, He's still in the delivering business. From generation to generation, now our God, he ain't changed. The problem is our generation passed away Amen. after a while. Our generation passed away. A new generation comes. Or you the last of the, of the last of the last of that generation, and there's no more in the lineage of your family. Go with me to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. I always use the King James Version Bible. And the scripture says, and he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, why do this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you, there shall be no sign given unto this generation. Let me read it one more time. And he typed them deeply in his spirit and said, Why do this generation 
seeketh after a son, verily I say unto you, there shall be no sign given to this generation. One of the reasons why there's no additional sign being given to this generation is because you already have the written word of God with numerous signs that will take place. It's told you about numerous signs that will take place in the last days. There is nothing special about any additional sign. People looking for something different. So people are looking for this and they're looking for that. They're looking for God to do this. They're looking for God to do that. But God is still in control. The signs of man. The sign that you give it to man is not changing. One of the problems we have is they don't listen. We don't want to serve God according to the scripture. We want to do it our way. We want to do everything the way we want to do it the way God works. They do it. This is one of us. There will be no different sign. There will be no additional time outside of the word of God already ordered. Nothing else. You can say whatever you want, but it's not going to change the fact that God's word is already settled in heaven, and nothing is going to change that. He faced in the spirit, but he knew that people were looking for a sign. Leave it right there. Now the Lord was walking and talking and moving with them. What you think they're doing now? He ain't walking and talking and moving and hanging out with them. Amen. He ain't sitting down at the table and eat with them. So you know they ain't looking for a sign, but he said there'll be no additional sign outside of what the word says. Outside of what the word of God says, there is no additional sign. The scripture says, these signs shall follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Those are the signs that were already given, but we have to be the one. I follow what God's word says. Look at that scripture. It says, Why do this generation seek after a sign? Why? Why do they consistently seek after a sign unnecessarily? Why are they seeking after a sign after a sign after a sign? Why are they still seeking after the sun? They won't seek after God. Everybody wants a sign. Everybody wants to do something different. Everybody wants to see something from heaven. Well, a few weeks ago, y'all saw a sun from heaven that was in the United States on this eastern side. Y'all seen the smoke come from Canada that was choking everybody half to death. You wanted a sign, you got one. <laughs> that was a sign enough to get you to think. Get you to think about the way you live and the things you do. Get you to think about these things. Jesus himself said there will be no sign for people looking for the Lord to come back and shake their hand and all kind of crazy stuff, but they won't follow what the word says. You have to be willing to follow the word of God say if you want God to work in your behalf, beloved. No sign additional being given. No additional sign being given. Why? Because he already gave you what you need. He's already given us the sign from his word. He's already laid out the plan of salvation. He already laid out eternity for us. You don't need anything else. You don't need anything else, but you need to go repent of your sin. This is a wicked generation. This generation is here now that God, they don't care about God, they don't care about you, but they care about dollars. They care about their laptop. They care about their, their, their Twitter account. They care about all these different social media accounts. They got to make sure they're relevant every day. They got to post every hour. They got to do all these things to keep relevant, but they won't stay relevant before God. For a sign. I need the sign of what God's doing. You always need a sign. It's right in the word. You know what? The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, 
But my word shall not pass away. It's already there. It's already still on the heaven. It's already available to you. Now, let's go over to Proverbs chapter 30. Let's go over to Proverbs chapter 30. And verse 14, real quick. Don't forget to watch it in broadcast. My wife said before, you can visit us online. You can visit uh, uh, on YouTube. And you can go through the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated or Pastor Bernard Wells or PastorBLWells.com. We're on Twitter. Uh, I forgot the Twitter address. But look us look for the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated, Pastor BLWells. And then we'll also uh, have the full podcast to get the full message. On the podcast at tabernaclepodcast.org. Okay, let's go there real quick. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 14. Look at that verse. Then we the generation who teeth are as swords, and their jaw teeth are as lives to devour the poor from off the earth. And the needy from among men. I read it again. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords, and, and their jaw teeth are as knives to devour the poor of the earth, and the needy from among men to destroy people with their words, to destroy people with their thinking and their attitude, to destroy people by lying. A generation. And that's this generation. This generation is consistently connived in a line. They'll get a line and destroy people's name. They'll get a line and I'm on your social media. They'll post posts and then they'll send text messages to, to their friends. Those group texts, all kind of lies and stuff. They're not even true. But the thing about man. Man of darkness rather than light. So he'll gobble up his life quick. And then he'll push them forward and tell somebody else. You ever heard a story that's been twisted up 25 different ways? Somebody's told a story that somebody else told a story that stopped from somebody else. I've even experienced that myself. I've heard a story told about me and some of the brothers I traveled with. I didn't even notice. I, they didn't even know what they were talking about. And they were saying, yes, the person that told me wouldn't lie. Well, he did. Father, in Jesus' name, I should touch every little soul watching TV broadcast right now. I should bring me yoke into life and meet your needs in the life. I thank you for saving, delivering, making free. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the people will destroy people's lives by what they say. They will destroy people's lives. Their teeth. Look at what this scripture says. Their teeth have souls. They treat them as people around them through lies and deceit. Cutting them up to the heart. Insulting people. Insulting people with your words. Cutting people out with your words. And destroying them. Look at that verse. Then it says they do it keep as nine devouring holes. You like to belittle people, but I want to tell you something. One day you will stand before God and you will see how far your belittling really went. You got to be careful how you treat people because God don't miss nothing. Did you hear what I said? God don't miss nothing. God doesn't miss what we get out. God don't miss what we, we are. Sit down. God misses zero. We miss it. We miss what God is saying. We miss what God is doing. We miss what God is saying. We miss what God is saying. We want God to bless our lives. We want God to touch our lives. We want God to heal our lives. And we want to live for Him to That scripture in the Bible is real. 
It said that God said he would give back three score and ten years if I read it by strength. He'll give up four score years, which is 80, and then there's some people got more than 80 years. Judy yeah. living a blessing. I know people that died when they was in 18. I know a number of people died young in their 20s, they didn't make it to 30, or so on and so forth. But God promised the 70 years, it's based on how you live. It's based on how you live and how you allow God to work with your life. Man will never be justified without God's people. Man will never, ever be justified before the living God. We're not going to be justified because our race is a guilty right. Therefore, we'll never be justified by God but when he see the blood of Jesus applied to your life then you're in tune but look at that verse one more time being the generation who teach or have started on the job they constantly say they're constantly conspiring against you look at that verse and say that impurity has done says the power if you want to say the power keeps you alive that's why you gotta leave people alone. It's important to leave people alone because people love confusion. The devil is an art of confusion. A lot of people follow the devil wholeheartedly. One of the famous so-called gospel singers, gospel artists, is talking about how the lamb is going to bow down to the goat. You got to know when the devil is talking. Everybody that sing gospel has always said, do not know God, don't know nothing about him. Some backslid and just started serving the devil. And then there's some singers that outright tell you why I serve the devil. People are blinded by willing ignorance and ignorance. This generation and the generation that was before, every generation thought they were sightful God. Every generation thought that they were not sightful God. And at the end of the day, when they died, that's who you got to be. <laughs> that's who you got to be. At the end of the day, beloved, you have to be God for yourself. Nobody committed for you. You know, church years ago, they used to have revivals, right? And the family come running down to the altar, but uh, they love one. They say, come on, let's pray for your loved ones. And everybody come running down to the altar to get saved for their loved one. But the preacher didn't tell, forgot to tell them that. They still have to get Christ themselves. Amen. You can stand proxy for somebody to be saved. You can stand proxy for somebody to be delivered, but they got to accept it. If they don't accept salvation, they'll never be saved. People can misunderstand it. They think that you know, because my mama went up there. I know a lot of people had mama salvation. Then when mama died, they had nothing. You can't have mama and grandma. Pop. Grandma, grandpa, salvation. You got to have salvation through Jesus Christ for yourself. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. I keep dropping this thing on the floor here. Psalm 78. Thank you. Psalm 78 and 8. This is a popular verse. Look at that verse. God is talking to the people about what they should not do. God wanted them to not be rebellious and 
They sung in choir. They preached the gospel. But their spirit, just like today, their spirit is not steadfast with God. They're not godly. But they're religious. They read their Bible time to time. They go to service. Since the church is not back up, they go to service. They go. But they're not in tune with God. Their spirit is not steadfast with God because they can't keep up with him. They're too busy trying to be like everybody else. Everybody knows here in America the story of the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. What the Joneses got, that's what keeps people from missing heaven, getting into heaven. But they're keeping up with other people, not keeping up with God. He wants to follow out his word. Don't believe me, the scripture says God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Notice he said, I sent you to other people. He said, He sent his word. So look at that verse. They are a generation whose spirit is not steadfast with God. They don't keep up with it. They're not interested in keeping up with God. They're not interested in following what God has to say. They're not interested in it. I heard a preacher say something this week that's really interesting. He said, why do you people come to church and don't know God? It don't make sense. Why are you coming to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Friday, and don't love God? And then get mad when a preacher preaches that you got to live right. That don't make sense. It don't make sense, beloved. You come to church faithfully and don't love God. That don't make sense. That's a, that's a, that don't make sense. That just don't make sense. You might as well go to the club. Amen. But then when you get to the club, you're going to start complaining about the club. Oh, it's not here to fit. It's not like that. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Everything you do is unstable. And I know some people like that. I actually know some people like that. They're unstable. Amen. Those are the type of people you have to stay away from just praying for. But they are stable, and one of them being stable, they will put disaster for you. Look at that verse, Psalm 78 and 8 says, And not might be as their fathers, a sovereign and rebellious nation, a nation that refused. Oh, it was a generation that refused. To listen to God. I had a relative that passed away. He told me, he said, I, God is going to have to save me on my terms. I'm going to serve him on my terms. Since I was young in the Lord, I didn't know no better. There's nothing I could tell him. But if he was to tell me that now, well, he's dead already. But if he would have told me this now, I was telling you, no one served, no one on this planet has ever served God on return. It's not a lie. Amen. See, this thing is already settled in heaven. The word of God is already settled in heaven. So it doesn't matter what you say. I'm serving God on my church. Nobody serves the living God on their church. We serve God according to what he said. Mm, some people get upset when I say that, but it's true. We serve God according to what you say. That's I don't believe like that. It doesn't matter what you believe. Okay? Here's, here's one of my top ones. This is where me and my wife get into it. Let me tell you. I believe you can eat yummies all the time. I go in the supermarket to buy yummy. Let me tell you what my wife is going to tell me. She's going to say, Bernard, you know you don't need that. I'm picking up ice cream. I'm picking up cookies, candy, throwing it in the car. You ever been to the supermarket and see somebody putting something in the car and the other person taking it out? <laughs> That's me and my wife. It's like a comedy. I'm putting it in. She's taking it out. And then one time we went to the, a cash register. My wife looked at me. She said, oh, no. she gave one a real stern look. None of that. I didn't care because I had the money in my pocket. I just didn't tell her. 
amazing. This is how we are. We do it in our way, but it don't work that way with God. That's what I'm trying to get people to understand. It's not based off of what you want to do. This is why only prosperity preaching, preaching about God is going to bless you, God is going to give you this, God is going to give you that. You can have what you say. You better be careful with that. You can have what you say. You'll have demon spirits giving you spirit stuff. You'll have evil spirits providing you with this stuff. And you think it's God. God don't give you everything you want. <clears throat> this is why the psalmist said, the Lord is my strength and shall not want. Because he's going to provide what you need. He'll give you some of the things you desire. But he's going to take care of your needs first. But then again, you got to find out what you need, Tom. Come on, somebody. Hear what I'm saying today. you got to first let God do it his way. Not yours. Amen. Until we allow God to bless us his way, we're not going to receive two kingdom blessings. This was the temple of the be as our forefathers. They were stubborn and rebellious generation that wouldn't care what God said. They didn't care about what God said. God told them, oh, he said one something. They didn't care. And today, they don't care. These churches are coming and over the past. They don't even give you a bottle of wine or a bottle. have got to give right according to God's word. Yeah. Not a religious organization. People, can you get that in their head? I don't care what religious organization you part of. If you do not accept Christ as your personal Savior, you're going to be lost. It's not a joke. It's not a game. And you can't say anything about it. I have no control over it. I have many relatives that go to different churches. My sister, my brother, cousins, they all go to a whole bunch of different churches. Now listen to this. All those ministries teach something different. Every single, every single one of them. Every single one of them teach something different. Every ministry that they go to teach something different. But when they come around me, I have one message. You must be born again. You must repent of your sin. That's the message I have. We need to stick with what the word says, and people would get blessed. People would become blessed in God when they do it God's way, not man's way. Man's way they do this ministry to label you down with more rules and regulations to make you not want to serve God. But first, let's get holy. Let's first get holy. Let's first get holy to Let's first get God to tell us God in our lives, and then we don't have to worry about all these rules and regulations. So you really need to be the Bible. When you get in tune with God, you're going, did you know what you were This is interesting. And this is the Bible. You see the police? You see the judges and the lawyers? Do you know that the Bible said that the law was made for the women? Why? The law was actually made for wicked people. I'm serious. That's what the scripture said. The scripture said the law was made for the wicked. You ain't got no business being entangled with wicked stuff. That's why the Bible said, come out from amongst them and be separate, dear God, and I will receive you until myself. We got to get a holiness in our life. Holiness is God. People don't even know what the word holiness is. What's that? New comes out. The Bible said, be holy, but I am holy. The Bible said, peace, follow all men of holiness without no man on his fellow go see God. You can say, I belong any ministry you want. It doesn't make no difference. I know some of the biggest names preachers today, they never mention being holy. Never. They never mention that word holiness. Never. They know they talk about they so close to God, but you never hear the word holiness come out of their mouth. You never hear them talking about you must be born again and you must be holy. You don't hear them. I'm talking about the biggest things in, in, in the church world that you could think of. These guys never mention that you got to be holy. You got to watch those guys. You got to watch those guys like a hawk. Those guys are not telling the truth. You must be holy. Read the Bible right there. 
Don't Don't believe it? Go read about when Moses went to uh, meet with the Lord in the mountain. That's where it started. When Moses went to meet the Lord in the mountain, what did he tell Moses? Take those shoes off. You are holy Christ. That's the first thing the Lord tells them. You can't go into God's presence in your way. When you say you, you allow the Spirit of God to come in and you will clean you. The Bible said, having therefore these problems are dealing with love. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness in the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. It's right there. It's right there. We have to be holy. Look at this earth. Every one of us, look at this earth. Psalm 788 says, <clears throat> and not, uh, might, they might not be as they fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation who set not they up aright. Whose spirit was not steadfast with God? It wasn't in tune. They wasn't in tune with God. They didn't care about God. They just went to church. Just like the other preacher said the other morning. He said, why do you have to come to church? Don't face me and don't love God. Don't complain about doing right. And you got to live right. What are you coming to the house of God for? This is not a social club. I went to a social gathering on Thursday. That's what it was. It was a business social we were not generally talking about church, but I'll let them know I'm a pastor. I'm going to let you know that anyway. But it was a social gathering for business. And we sat there and we talked about business and things. But the point is, when you listen to this, the church is not a social club. You're not coming to hang out with your best friend. You come in the hell, God, where does he strengthen and encourage somebody else? Amen. That's what we go to church for. It's not a social club. When I first got saved, the church I got saved at, the pastor, <laughs> he was unlike any pastor I've ever met. Only message he ever preached, and he just cried. I, I'll never forget this as long as I live. Every Sunday he would get up there crying, God is love. And it, I mean, he would he would have been a great. I'm so telling you, he would have won all kind of academies. He could have oh my goodness, Oscars, you name it. He could have won everything. This guy would get up every. I'll never forget. This. He'd get up every Sunday morning, the tears rolling down his eyes. God is love. God, I mean, he would do. I mean, the tears were pouring out of his eyes, and he's holding his hand. Why he's saying it? But guess what? They found his daughter floating in the lake. Because hmm? he wasn't telling her how to live holy. Hmm? You got to be careful. You can't play with God. God had to pull me out of that church. That's I got saved. He had to pull me right out of there. They were talking about things when they were doing stuff, and no one was instructing them and rebuking them and chastising them and not to do that. They were doing stuff I was doing when I wasn't saved, and I was confused. Oh, you you can do this way you saved? Oh, yeah, yeah. And not, the Lord let me know, not so, brother, you out of here. He pulled me right out of there and put me somewhere where I could be taught how to live before God, because I wouldn't have wanted to lost. You see, you got to be careful with some of these churches you go to. You can go to some of these churches and get where you go, and the people in the church are nowhere near God and lead you right back out. And you're right in the building. You got to be careful, beloved. You got to be careful, everybody ain't saved. Everybody go to church and say, all the preachers don't love God. If that was the case, this whole nation would be saved. I know those conservative Christians or whatever they want to call themselves, conservative, conservative, or conservative liars. Either you say, or you're not. You're going to find you as a, a tool to uh, uh, destroy other people. You ain't right. You ain't never been right, but you can get right. And you're in 
And what happened in the end of this? The pills were here. And who still was not steadfast God if you can't give them the budget off? You know, if you can't keep up with God, you are lost. Did you hear what I said? You will be lost. You don't believe me? The scripture says, <clears throat> the Lord is going to come to the so you got to keep up. The text version is another example of people being left, not keeping up. The text version is told to keep their oil in their lap and be ready when the bridegroom came. Only five be ready to go. See, when I mean ready to go, don't confuse the story. Everybody was ready to go, but only five was ready to go. Then what do you mean? All ten virgins were ready to go, but only five were actually ready to go because only five had the oil still in their lamp so they could see on where they walked. Amen. Understand the truth that God don't lie. He's not like us. Hallelujah. He's not like us. All right, let's run over, run over to Luke 150. <clears throat> Luke 150. <laughs> Look at that verse. There's a highway called heaven. 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 Do you want to go? Do you want to go? There's a highway called heaven. There's a highway called heaven. Do you want to go? Do you want to go? Do you want to go? Do you want to go on the highway to heaven? Will you pray, God? Amen. Okay, Psalm one of Luke one fifty. Listen, I want to tell you a secret, and that secret is this: God loves when you make melody in your heart. Team. He loves when you actually make that personal melody. Those, so I got, I got a bunch of songs now. I even written some down. I think two of them are wrote it. Uh, make melody in your heart before the Lord. So you got to get two, God. Okay, so uh, Luke 150 says, <clears throat> listen to this. And his mercy is on the generation that fear him. Excuse me. His mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. I'm going to read it again. Luke 150 says, And his mercy is on them that they have from generation to generation. From every generation that they have God, his mercy is with them. Oh, uh, yeah, I hear me again. Every generation that they have God, listen, let me say it. <clears throat> To fear God is to obey Him. To obey God is to read the Bible. Did you hear what I said? You cannot fear somebody you don't know. Oh, let me. Oh my God. This is a group of people that people fear generally. Now, if you meet Joe in the streets and talking to Joe, you just talk blah 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 blah. But if you find out if you're the mobster, you start stepping back and getting nervous. You don't want to deal with that. But then there's another thing right there. When the FBI or Secret Service knock on your door, you know you have problems. You know the police, regular police, go be harassing people knocking on the door. But the U.S. Secret Service and, and the FBI don't knock on everybody's door. They got to have a cause to knock on your job. They knock on your door. When they knock on your door, you know you better have your stuff in check and right. Because you're going to be dragged out of your cuffs, more than likely. 
if you don't. But man yeah. receives God's mercy when they fail him. God isn't a something, he's not a toy. I know people talk all kind of garbage about God. I know people say you can do whatever you want. You don't have to believe what that, that preacher says. You don't have to believe what Pastor Wells says about being holy and all that. You don't. That part, they're not lying to you. You don't have to be holy. But you will be more. <laughs> God doesn't force anybody to be holy. God don't force anybody to be saved. That's why the first scripture I read to you, I was reading to you about the, uh, of those seeking a sign. Do you know Get saved if they see a sign. Yep, they'll come running to any altar they can find to get saved. If most of the people here in my area where, where, where we have service are here, saw a sign from God today, this place will be jam packed with people weeping and crying and repent and get saved. I wouldn't even be able to preach. I'll be praying for so many people. Why? Because they seen a the sign. But God said, I'm not giving no more signs outside of what my word said. I'm not giving no special signs. I know these prophets now, they come in with all these visions and revelations they see, and they still can't get right with God. They got revelations about everything. Now there is one, one guy who keeps into preemptive and dramatic uh, uh, generation and all that. I don't know where he got all that stuff from. But these guys are coming up with all kinds of stuff that's not relevant to eternal life. What's relevant to eternal life is you live it right here on earth. You obeying God's word here. <laughs> when Jesus walked the earth, do you know what he did? Jesus actually did nothing on his own. Jesus didn't talk about himself. Jesus didn't brag about himself. Jesus didn't do none of that. Oh, Jesus said, I call low, I come in the volume of the book. It's written of me. That's what he said. And then Jesus turned around and said, and they were not listening to him. You know what Jesus said? I only do and say what I heard and see my father do. That's it. He didn't come trying to impress nobody. I ain't impressing the soul inside. You keep yourself trying to impress people today. You dress a certain way, trying to keep up with the sign. Somebody gonna try trash you that you don't have the right shirt on, you don't have the right color on, you got the wrong color. You can't let people control your life like that. I, I, I'm not a pastor of a cult. I can't tell you how to dress. You only can come here with clothes on your behind. Amen. But look at that verse one more time. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation. To generations, people wonder why God's mercy is not on it, but they don't fear him. Because you don't fear God, his mercy can't work with you. It can't work with you. It can't touch your life. Because you don't, oh my God, you don't fear him. You know what? Uh, I don't know if y'all remember about President Clinton, President Bill Clinton. I think President Bill Clinton was the first one they started making a, uh, a statue, uh, a cardboard statue of him, and you could stand by and take a picture, and it'll look like you were next to him taking a picture. Only second by want that, because you know you can't go stand by no president in the first place. <laughs> You're not going to stand by. So you see somebody in the house with a picture of them, Obama, unless they know Obama, they ain't getting no real picture, okay? That's fake. Oh, in fact, when I went to, what's her name, Madam Richardson? Okay, when I went to her, her, her museum, I took a picture with her. I took a picture with an Obama statue, and I took it with somebody else. I forgot who else. Um, oh, Muhammad Ali, or somebody else I took a picture with. Huh? Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. Now, y'all know Martin Luther King, but this is 1968. So you see a picture with me and him, you know, uh, I, um, I was seven years old. Now you know how old I am. <laughs> but the whole story here is God's 
mercy is on those that actually bear. From generation to generation, this is why people, all a lot of things happen to people. I'm going to tell you something. Rebellion and disobedience will cause God mercy not to be around you. You got to be careful what you do. You got to respect pastors and ministers and leadership. You got to teach these things that God requires us to do. You got to do that. We got to live right and treat people right. Amen. Those of you that are watching this broadcast that don't know the Lord as your personal statement, let's pray right now. Let's pray. Let's get right. Get right with God today and stay right with God. So bow your head with me and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to save me today. Come into my heart and be my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you for dying on the cross of Calvary for me. I thank you for coming, to be my, coming into my life to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, as you bring every yoke and every soul, life that's watching and listening to this broadcast right now, me, you need to be alive. I bind the hands of the enemy from hindering them from receiving the word of God into their spirit today. I thank you for bringing them into the generation that failed you all. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, until, until next week, Wednesday night, 8.15 p.m., we have Bible study. Right here at 35 South Middletown Road. Now you in New York, 10954. We won't be here for next Sunday. Uh, we'll be out, we'll be away uh, for the what day is that? Ninth? I think the ninth and the sixth, the ninth and the sixteenth. We will not have service. We will be away. All right, until Wednesday night, July 5th, 2023. Be blessed, and we'll see you then.